Blog Talk Radio.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special holiday edition of Sports Open Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. What's up? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, glad to be on. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to have you guys on for the final episode of the year. You know, I'm glad you you guys and ladies can uh, join us. And on today's show, you know, we're gonna, you know, get to the holiday season, play some, you know, play some holiday music, get you in the the, the holiday season, and you know, of course, talk sports, talk about you know what's going on in the latest sports, um, you know, talk about. Uh, you know, the Mets making a big move, signing Buck Showalter. We'll talk about um, the state of the Knicks. Kimber Walker had a sighting, you know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the um, – well, unfortunately, we'll talk about the Jets and Giants, you know, who who are going to get lump, lump, you know, lump of coal, you know, in a couple of days on Christmas Day. Spoiler alert. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about um, the state of uh, – Wrestling, WWE, the AEW um, Winter is Here event that they had on Wednesday. And, um, oh, yeah, we'll even uh, give you our review, spoiler review, of um, of um, the Spider-Man movie. So stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and if you guys would like to talk about any of these topics and more, of course, you guys all know the number is uh, let's see again, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics. You know how we do it on this show. You know, 09, talk sports and entertainment and everything else. So the floor is yours. But with that say, with that, with, with that said, all said, uh, Mac, let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about the biggest news other than you know the the COVID outbreak that's been happening to to all the, the local teams, let's talk about the the big news that came down um, this Saturday morning. And of course, you know we're not talking about Marty McFly. We're not talking about Doc um, Doc Brown. We're talking about the the Mets. The New York Mets are going buck to the future, and we're, we're going we're going back into the past, the Yankees' past. To to get a, a old friend of yours, my friend, and that would be Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter will be the 24th manager in Mets history, and he will try to lead the Mets into the promised land. So, um, yeah, well, before I get into my, you know, my thoughts, what, what do you, what would you like to say as a former, you know, as a Yankee fan who 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 had him manage? What's your thoughts on this? Uh well I think it's a good move for the Mets. Um, he's the best guy available out there. Uh, he's the right guy. You know he's uh, done well with you know some teams. You mentioned the Yankees. You know he spent four seasons managing the Yankees. Uh, although he didn't have a chance to win a world title with us, um, he was uh, you know he was um, one year from winning a world title with the Yankees before he was uh fired as a manager. But uh, you know, other than that he's uh he, he he's he's had some pretty good success 
with some other teams other than the Yankees. You know, the D-backs, you won 100 games with them one year. Um, the Rangers, you know, he had a he had a winning season with them. Baltimore Orioles, you know, I think that was the last team that he managed. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he spent, uh, I think, about eight seasons with them at mm-hmm. most. The, the, you know the most seasons uh, he's managed with any team um, mm-hmm. in his career, manager career. But uh, yeah, he's he's a perfect guy right now for the for the for the Mets. You know, has a lot of experience. Um, you know, I think he can bring that leadership and you know, that coaching to to some of these young guys that's on the team right now. And yeah, I think this was a great move by the Mets. He was out there available. You had to go get him, and the Mets made it happen. So uh, congrats to them. Yeah, man, you, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, he was the best choice that they had to go after. Like you said, you know, he had success everywhere. You know, he's had. Uh, I think he's the third manager in Major League history who has. Um, Who's 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 managing most games without winning a title? Uh, one of the the one who leads it is Gene Mock. Then I think it's Dusty Baker, and then it's uh, Buck Showalter. Like you said, he, everywhere he goes, he, you know, he um, you know, he gets a, the team into a championship caliber team. Like he was with the the Yankees from '92 to '95. They fired him, hired clueless Joe Torre, as they the newspapers called them, and of course Joe Torre. Uh, ended the drought in 96 and went on the dynasty. Then, of course, from that, you know, Buck uh, managed the expansion team Diamondbacks. Uh, was it from 99 and 2000? He got his butt kicked by the Mets personally in 99. And, um, you know, they fired him in 2000, hired Bob Brindley. And, of course, you, Mac, of course, know what happened to with the 2001 Diamondbacks that year. You oh, know, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. And, and then he went to, you know, he went to Texas, managed A-Rod. You know, they had, like, horrible years down there. Um, you know, they, they fired him, I think, in 06. And then they hired Ron Washington. And, then of course, a couple of years later, um, he, you know, Ron Washington led those Rangers uh, to the World Series back-to-back years. You know, I think it was, like, 20, 2010, 2011, if I'm going to serve me right. So... Yeah, and then of course he went to the Orioles, and then Orioles went to the playoffs a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, he's basically everywhere he goes, he leaves the team better than how he left it. Obviously, the Orioles are in a, you know, in a rebuilding situation right now. But all those other teams he's took took in, they've either won a World Series after him or went to the World Series not soon after he left. Most likely, most times the year after he leaves. So when it comes to you know, you know post seasons, you know he's, you know he's been the bridesmaid when it comes to you know, you know walking down the championship aisle. But it's a perfect opportunity for him. You know he's, you know a brilliant manager. Um, the the Mets, you know for the last four years has been, you know had a ma- a rookie manager, who's been you know um, outwit outlasted and outplayed like like the game of survivor you know with um you know um Mickey Calloway who was the former um uh pitching coach with with the Indians and then then they hired 
um, Beltron for like, you know, uh, the the, uh, the spring training only lasted like maybe a month or so during the off season. And then he got fired, and then they hired Luis Rojas. And then, you know, so, yeah, basically for the past four years, the Mets have had rookie managers and they've had horrible results. So, you know, it, the the, organ, the the fan base and the roster that they have was screaming for them to have an experienced manager, you know. And then, of course, then, then – and then, of course, to top it off, they, they really went for it in this offseason, um, you know, signing Sterling Marte, uh, um, Kana – I'm trying to remember the other guy, Escobar, and then afterwards the coup de gras, the, a, a guy I didn't, I never signed a million years coming to the Mets, was Max Serger. So once he did that, and then plus top it off, Max Serger was um, giving his seal of approval that they should go after him, you know, reportedly. So this was a no-brainer. They had to sign him. Joe Spada could be a great manager one day. Um, Matt um, Coatro, however you pronounce that guy's name. Potraro, you know, from you know the bench coach of the um, with the Rays, um, you know he he could you know he could be a good manager as well. But right now with this team, this is a win now team. You need to go with the experience. You need to go, and you and the the best person who's available was Buck Showalter, you know. And they, they you know kudos to. To Steve Cohen, he put his money where his mouth is, literally and figuratively speaking. In his pr- first press conference a year ago, he said that he didn't he didn't like he didn't want somebody learning on you know learning on the job on his dime, and he did that. Billy Epler, you know he was a former assistant GM of the Yankees, and then of course he met he was the GM of the the, the um, Angels. Didn't have much success. You know, down in um, An- in Anaheim, um, a lot of people, um, you know, attribute that to Artie Moreno being demanding and not letting him hire Showalter down in Anaheim instead of hiring Joe Madden, and other decisions that he under undermined Epler. Um, and then, of course, then he then he now you know he he hires Showalter. He finally gets to hire Showalter. Both guys will have ties with your GM, Mac, uh, you know, Brian Cashman. So, you know, this is a, a great move. You know, Mets, you know, the first ever Mets manager they had was, of course, the old, old professor, Casey Stengel, had success with the, of course, with the Yankees, won titles um, during the, what, 40s and 50s. And now Mets are, are going back to their history and, and getting another former Yankee manager so as a result uh Buck Showalter becomes the fifth manager to manage both the Mets and the Yankees can you can you guess them all Mac uh you mentioned Casey Stengel um Mm -hmm. um, let me see who else (laughs) um my mind is going blank right now uh, I'll give you a clue. They both managed the Mets and the Yankees. Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> of right now. I know. Yeah. With you. Um, I'll give you a clue. This guy, he managed the 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 Mets first, and then he managed the Yankees. Yeah, I'm just trying to think right now. I'm so, I'm so uh, 
I'll even give you another clue. I'll be a nice guy. Um, I mentioned them earlier in this in this conversation today. Uh, oh yeah, Joe Torrey. There you go. Um, who else? Um, so let's see. That's Stangle, uh, Torrey, Yogi Joe Walter. Oh yeah, Yogi Berra. Yes, I forgot him. Right, of course, Yogi Berra. Yeah. Was... And then uh, this is the tougher one that you you probably don't remember. Uh, Yogi Berra, Casey Stengel, Joe Torre. Uh, who's the other one? All right, I'll Can give you think? this one. Dallas Green. Oh yeah, I probably wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, and that's the least of the known managers yeah. out of that list. Absolutely. So I wasn't gonna fault you if you didn't get that one. Yeah. But yeah, those are the those are the five so far, and then of course there's over a hundred players who played for both teams. Right. Which um, now that I think about, it, Yogi Berra actually falls in that category. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, yeah. So. Yeah, let's see. Hopefully the Mets uh, will make some moves when the lockouts, you know, happens. Maybe they'll sign Chris Bryant. Maybe they'll, they'll sign uh, Chafin uh, from, I think he's from the A's. Um, yeah, I even found that Kenley Jansen is a free agent too. But I don't think Mets are going to go that route. You know, I think they're they're going to trust, um, what's his name again, uh, Diaz. So. But yeah, they definitely need to shore up the bullpen for sure. They might even re-sign Colin McHugh, a guy who started in their farm system, um, who they traded away, I think, to the Rockies, like maybe a decade ago or so, and he's been mm. a good, a good um, a reliever. Or they might even sign your your former pitcher, uh, Andrew Miller. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, they definitely need to shore up the bullpen. Uh, maybe sign Rodon from the White Sox. I mean, even Kershaw is available, but I don't see, I don't see the Mets. Um, I don't see him coming to the Mets, and you know, it might be past, you know, his his time. You know, you know, Father Time might be catching up to him a, a little bit, so I don't yeah. see him coming. But um, yeah, you know, the the if we could get this this um, lockout over, you know. Um, next month, because they're they're taking a break, they're taking a winter break. They're not gonna even talk to each other until um, after the new year starts. So you know we'll see if we get a season. Hopefully, you know we can have a season before um, the the real season starts uh, when the Mets ho- Mets are gonna battle uh, the Nationals. That's gonna be a crazy it's gonna be a crazy scene. You're gonna have. Um, the ground versus Strasburg, and then you're gonna have Serger battle his former team in game two, most likely. So that's gonna be interesting if we have the season. Yeah, right now it's not looking good. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, we shall see what happens. But lockout is uh, could potentially prevent the season from uh, starting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll see. Yep, we'll definitely see about what happens uh, next year. And shifting gears, you know, the Yankees. Um, 
The Yankees are rumored to be going after some people, you know, before this lockout, um, you know, re-signing Rizzo or, or upgrading and getting um, Freddie Freeman, you know, Carlos Correa. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe even Jonathan Villa. I'll repeat that. Jonathan Villa. I heard that they oh, were. Villar. Villar, yeah, I heard that they, mm-hmm. uh, he was a potential target for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they were going after. So, yeah, he had a he had a good year with the with the Mets. I mean, uh, you know he he you know he was um you know he was a, a spark plug for them. Um, you know, but the only my only problem with him is that he he gets caught stealing way too much. Even when he's not even stealing, he gets caught. Like yeah. I, I could I think he got caught like at least eight times, man. Like this guy, he it's like he stands off off base. And he gets caught looking so many times. Like he's he's like you know what I mean. Like he he died. He he he's 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 so far away from the bag, from like the first base bag, that when someone throws over, you you can you can get pick him off easily. Because he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't stand close to the bag enough that if someone throws him throws over, he he can go back dive back in. Yeah, you know, I think they, so, I guess the Yankees like his speed. You know, yeah, he has speed, but the problem is, is that he 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 gets picked off way too easy, especially that this year with the Mets. I mean, it was it was nerve wracking how many times he got picked off. Yeah. But if he can if he can you know hold you know um, rein that in a little bit, you know that's a that's a very good pickup for the you know for you guys. Yeah, uh, Yankees move Gleyber Torres to second base. And Ashella would, I guess, slide over to uh, maybe th- maybe third, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the move if they were able to if they were able to get him. Mm-hmm. So who you think who who would you want the Yankees to go after? Um, if you had to choose between either Freddie Freeman or um, Correa, who would you who would you um, Correa? I Correa? mean, that's 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 a no brainer. You know, uh, he's the best free agent out there right now. So, but I'm hoping that this the news that he signed with the Tigers already. Hoping that's right now. That's not official. Well, uh, you know, we're not no, gonna no, find out was, until after. Bias. Huh? I signed with Bias signed with the um with the Tigers. No, but there was the news recently that uh there was a, an agreement between Korea and the Tigers. Well, I, I actually he they offered him a contract. Oh, you didn't you didn't see that one? It was like a ten year contract or something. Um, but I, you know, it, it won't be official until the you know this lockout is uh, has mm-hmm. ended. But right. There was a, there's a there's a rumor out there right now that Tigers offered him a contract. Mhm. Not to mention Stroman wants him to go over there. Stroman is, is was courting him. Yeah, and his former manager plays there. His former manager manages the team too, doesn't he? Who um, the White Sox or the Tigers? The 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 Tigers doesn't this uh, isn't this former manager with the Tigers or is it with the White Sox? And I'm getting. I'm well, the White Sox, the White Sox are Tony Larusa. Right, but so it's it's the Tigers then, isn't it? Tigers. Well, I'm trying to who's who's managing the Tigers? It's not Leland, is it? Um, let me see who. No, it's um. I thought it was the former Astro manager. Am I mistaken? 
Oh, oh, AJ Hinch, right? AJ yeah. Hinch, yeah. Yes, yes, you're right. I forgot about it. Right. Yes, he did go there. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, the so, one-year suspension. Right. Right. So he should, you know, he, he of course is, uh, has played a, has played a role in trying to lead Korea to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so the the contract is reportedly valued at two hundred seventy-five million. Is what, the, and that's a lot of money, you know. Oh yeah. So. And if that's true, then, you know, we shall see. But it's not official until this lockout is over. Very true. But uh, Verlander did get past that loophole. They made it official now. And they they made it a two-year deal. Uh, two-year 50. Because it was like a one-year 25. And, uh, you know, Yankees was, um, was, you know, pursuing him and all that stuff. You know, there was, was one of the teams pursuing him, and then now they a few days ago they made the deal official. So mm. Verlander is gonna is with them for the next two years, and most likely uh, wrapping his career up over there with the Astros. Well, yeah, good luck to him. You know, he's been dealing mm-hmm. with some injuries the last couple of seasons. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he can come back healthy and he can pitch just as good as he was pitching before he got injured. And I I don't remember if we talked about this, but uh, Kluber, you know, he he signed with the Rays. Oh yeah, yeah. Good luck to him. Mm-hmm. He's uh yeah, unfortunately you know injuries are still something that uh, he can't overcome. So mm-hmm. hopefully one of these days he can uh, play a season fully healthy. Yeah. Because right now it looks like his last hurrah was that uh, no hitter he threw for you guys. Yeah, yeah, that was the highlight of his Yankee career. Yeah, I think the only. But now he'll, you know, he has something that will stand the test of time. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll we'll shift gears uh, after this uh, this uh, break. We'll be right back.
what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports of a Legend uh, with your host, Wayne Ramo, and, of course, Macaulay Matthew. And, uh, of course, that was uh, Wham's Last Christmas. And um, and then, of course, we left the show with Handel's um, Hallelujah song. And uh, speaking of last Christmas, um, this, unfortunately, looks like it's going to be the last Christmas that um, – Kimball Walker is going to be spending in a Knicks uniform because right now um, he's he's in the, he's not in the doghouse anymore. He's in the outhouse, you know. Because um, in my opinion, I think uh, Tom Thibodeau, man, I, you know, I you know I'm a fan of Tom Thibodeau. I'm a big fan of Tom Thibodeau. I've been preaching on this show for many many years for Tom Thibodeau to come to the Knicks. I've been preaching many years for the Knicks to go after Kimball Walker. But man, I'm usually I'm usually with Thibodeau in situations like this, but um I, I think I think uh Tom Thibodeau is wrong with with this benching. This month long benching. I, I think the last time he played was like was like um what was that, Black Friday prior to prior to this game against Boston. And uh, and he showed it. He he erupted for twenty nine points. Fournier, you know, he came he came out of um, you know the the you know the the coffin, you know, to to score what thirty two points, you know, this is what we this is what we what we signed up for these guys, you know, that play, you know, what I mean, I, I think, I don't know, I think it's unjust. I mean, if you're gonna bench a guy, I mean, you you'd have to bench Randall, and that wouldn't that wouldn't even make sense either because. These are the guys that you you put all your money into to help turn this team around. You know what I'm saying? So, Kimball and Kimball was the big the big marquee signing. You gotta give this guy a chance to redeem himself. And you know he he did he had this you know he made the most of his 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 opportunity on Friday. But you know the messed up thing is is that um you know once people get back after everybody everybody you can name of you could think of is on has you know is on the you know bench for the covid protocol McBride, Glee, Knox, uh, even Walkley Frazier. Walkley Frazier hasn't played for the Knicks since what 1978 and he's he's on the 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 covid you know protocol thing too. Even Durant on the Nets is is going through this stuff. But we'll get into that. But like Come on, man! Like, free, free Kimball Walker, man. I mean, I know he played Friday, but he, but Thibodeau still being non-committal, and you know, Kimball Walker, you know, obviously, you know, if he's not going to be play, if he's not going to play here, he's going, you know, he'd want to be traded instead of just being, you know, you know, not playing because it's the coach's decision. What's your thoughts on this situation, Mac? Well, uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, you know, I don't know what Kim Walker said or did to cause Thibodeau to bench him for nearly a month and not have him in the rotation. I mean, this guy, he, he could still score. I mean, yeah, his defense lacks sometimes, but this guy could still give you points, you know, even off the bench if he if you play him off the bench. But he, Thibodeau hasn't even done that until last night. So I'm not sure what happened after the last night's game. Uh, reporters asked Walker, you know, 
Did Thibodeau give you a reason why you were out of rotation? He says, no, sir. He told the reporters, no, sir. And him and Thibodeau haven't really talked since Thibodeau told him that he was out of the rotation. And he explained why. So I don't know what's going on through Thibodeau's head on why he, he thinks the team is better without Walker playing. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, this was one of your best players, and, you know, you're paying him all this money to sit on the bench and not do anything. I know. You saw last night, he could still produce, you know, when he's active and when he's in the rotation. So just to have him sitting there, I mean, just, just imagine how many of those games you could have probably won, you know, mm-hmm. with him playing, you know. I mean, that's a lack of that, – that, it's bad management right there. Mm-hmm. Bad management by Thibodeau. Bad coaching. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's something something fishy about this because yeah, why is he benching him? Like, it, it, like when he first benched him, I, it didn't make sense to me. I know he wasn't like he wasn't having an all star season by any stretch of the imagination. Not that anybody on this team is, but him benching him, it, it still puzzles me. It, it it really does. Like, yeah, what like what is the point? Like, like he must have like said something. He must have spilled his coffee or something. You know, in practice something. or something. Because it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense that he's benching Kimball Walker. Like, it would make more sense for me to for him to bench Randall than, than, than Walker. And we need all these guys to be firing on all cylinders for us to even have a chance of, of at least climbing back or crawling back to 500. Because mm-hmm. this this team is a disaster. It started out 5-1, five, five and one, and then they've, they've been like, what, 8-8? Eight in, eight in, Eight and sixteen, or something like that. They went from from bing bong to ping pong at the, at this <laughs> rate. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and the season, the seasons, it, it, we didn't even get to New Year. We didn't even get to Christmas, and the season's already over. Like it's it's crazy. Like they need to turn it around. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Shoot. Put, uh, on the COVID uh, protocol for. Walker season play last repeat, night. Repeat that. It, it took for guys to be out because of COVID. <laughs> yes. Walker season play last night. For real? Like, come on. Like, like, what did he do? I want to know. Like, like this. This sounds like Vince McMahon and, and, and Nick Khan. You know, future endeavoring people do the quote unquote budget cuts. Like, it's like out of nowhere. Like an RKO, man. It's like this. It just doesn't make, make any sense. Why did why are you doing this? I don't get it at all, man. I got mixed. He looked like a completely different team than the team that we, you know, that started the mm-hmm. final one, you said, right? He's yeah. Much different. That They're not getting points, you know, from different guys. You know, the guys that have been injured, you know, Randall not playing like WBC Kennedy was last year. They look like a completely different team. Inconsistent team right now. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're kind of breaking up, Mac, but I, I got the gist of what you were saying. Um, they're a totally different team, and it's, you know, the, the three-pointers were falling in the beginning, and then now it's just they're just jacking up three-pointers and they're not playing defense. 
You know, yeah. as simple as that. You know, they they better get that underneath the Christmas tree if they if they if they have any chance of 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 turning the season around. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a head scratcher. I mean, we've had a we've had a bunch of losing seasons, a hun- a bunch of losing seasons, man. It seemed like a hundred lo- losing seasons, with the exception of last year and um, what was it that twenty thirteen team? You know, the, the those are the only two teams we can we can go go on in the last twenty something years, twenty years, where they've actually you know that they've actually done something. You know, you know they actually played better. They played, you know, what I mean, but it's, it's just. It's just really sad, man. Next, next, what? In a couple of years, we're gonna. It's gonna be the 50th anniversary, and we're not. We're not. Like it's it's fool's goal. We thought we were moving in the right direction, and it's like we're not going anywhere. So how they playing? Yeah, I mean the play. Each play like the team like that we saw earlier this season. Play defense. Randall needs to play like the MVP. You know that he was the MVP candidate that he was last year to get some score for so many other other guys when they come back. R.J. Barrett mm-hmm. need to play Obi Toppin some more, and I like McBride. You know he looks like he has some potential. Mm-hmm. Quickly, you know um, some, things have to change. And he can't be wasting Burke like this. Burke is a spark plug, not a like not a not a um like a starter, like a you know what I mean like. Yeah. You gotta use him in spurts. You know, you you can't you can't just run him to the ground. Right. It's, it's just crazy, man. Just crazy how to how to um the state of this team. Yeah, Kimball Walker not playing, but the main culprit is Randall, and he's playing. He's playing like nothing nothing's going on, like nothing's wrong. Like I mean they. they they win as a team and they lose as a team. They they all got they all gotta carry their weight. To be honest with you, it's we can literally spend the whole day, the whole episode talking about the Knicks. You know, it's just a head scratcher. Yeah, man. Let's let's just shift gears to the Nets, man. Um, yeah, the big news with the Nets. Is uh, you know after uh, Durant had some wonderful games, you know, carrying the weight, you know, carrying the load of the team, you know, um, highlighted by that fifty-one game, fifty-one point game he had um, recently um, before he he also you know got shut down due to COVID, and now, you know, um, as a result, you know, Kyrie Irving, you know, similar to Kimball Walker. He's getting out of the doghouse as well, you know, or, or the outhouse because he was he was out of the league too, you know. What I mean, he was basically out of the league, you know, because of his stance on the the COVID, um, taking the vaccine, and um, now the um, the Nets, you know, did a complete about face, and now they're gonna allow him to um, play on road games, you know. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, um, it was kind of a. Uh, I thought Ky- it was Kyrie didn't stand a chance to return this season. Uh, you know, after he decided he he was not going to get vaccinated, but 
looks like the Nets have relented and they're going to let him play road games uh, at least, you know, for now. But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a shock. It's a shock because I thought that there's no chance that Kyrie's going to come back this year. But looks like uh, he's going to play road games at least for the Nets for now. I mean, Nets had no choice because right now they're down some players because of this COVID situation. So, uh, you know, I guess he's, he's going to help them a bit. He's going to add some more scoring to this team. And, um, you know, if there's a way they could uh, they could find some type of loophole to bring him back for the home games as well, I think that makes the Nets even better. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with that, for sure. Uh, yeah, the the Nets they need all the they need all the help they can get as well, you know, because uh, th- this this pandemic is is really um, destroying all the all the the New York teams, you know, and uh, the Nets. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, they have a couple of games, upcoming games postponed against the Nuggets and the Warriors, and uh, the, their most recent game. You know, a day ago, they lost uh, to um, the Magic, uh, one hundred to ninety-three. You know, they didn't have Durant, they didn't have Harden, and of course, you know, Kyrie is on his way, uh, on his way back. So you you had no, you didn't have the big three, and you know, it's a totally completely different team. You know, yeah. Patty Mills, you know, he led the Nets with twenty-three points. You know, in a losing effort. Um. Yeah, it's just a um a crazy situation. They let Robin Lopez, you know, you know, destroy them. You know, just getting revenge for his brother, not being on the Nets anymore. Mm-hmm. Scored twenty points and you know grabbed ten rebounds. Um. So yeah, and then they had you know Blake Griffin score seventeen points. You know, off the bench. Uh, David Duke Jr. also. He had a big game. He he had he had eighteen and, and fourteen. Eighteen points, fourteen rebounds and uh yeah, the Nets, you know, who's currently leading the Eastern Conference, uh they they dropped uh to twenty one and nine and their four game winning streak was snapped as a result of uh their big three being out. So you know that that's that's just that's all she wrote. So um, yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll see we'll you know we'll we'll see when the the Nets will be able to you know come back because it's you know it's, it's crazy. They're they're um they're one of the seven games uh, that was uh, you know uh, postponed. I mean, it's just a yeah. They've they've been riddled with in, with uh, with this with this with this uh, COVID thing. I mean, they barely both teams barely have players to suit up. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, this COVID is no joke. Mhm. It absolutely isn't. Um, talk more about um, the you know about COVID shutting down. You know. Um, you know our, our um, playoff teams. You know in the in the future, because uh, unfortunately it's not going away. You know, but um, yeah, we're gonna 
We're going to take another break here. We'll be right back. This is Sports Urban Legend, and we'll be right back. Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light And we banish it Sports of the Legend with uh, William Amo and Macaulay Matthew and uh, 
course, that is a song from uh, that super group, um, Band-Aid. And uh, do you know it's Christmas time? And uh, that's a question I'd like to ask the Giants and Jets. Do they know it's Christmas time? Because the way how they're playing, it, it's it's really horrible. It really makes it, – it, it, they're really playing like they're playing for Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, they just want to steal the holiday joy from from their fan base, you know. And um, nothing's more evident than the Jets. You know, the, um, they had a, what, 17-7 and seven lead, you know, in the, the first half, and they just blew that game. And, and um, you know, the, 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 um, the quarterback from the Dolphins, um, Tua, uh, you know, however you, you pronounce the guy's name, man, he just, he's had our number, you know, and, you know, kicked our butts, and we lost about, a, what was it, the final score of 31-24, I mean, um, the, 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 the hits just keep on coming, man, they just can't buy a break. You know, um, I don't even know. I I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm like at a, a loss for words, man. Um, um, Riley got injured. He had, you know he got a serious neck injury. So to talk about in, adding insult to injury, and um, yeah, man, they just couldn't hold on to that first half lead, and yeah. Uh, what else can you say, man? What's your thoughts on this Jets loss? Uh, well, you know, I did see. Uh, looks like it was a close game. And I'm losing 31 24. So they were 10 it. Looks like. One point, it looks like they were leading 10. But, uh, you know, it's been like a small season for the Jets. You know, very consistent. Offense is good. Offense is small. Uh, when you are able to move the ball, you can drive, and or or you can only score. So um, this this ball is pretty much fine for me. Right now, you're sitting at eleven. You know, we're gonna just start planning uh, who you're gonna be drafting. You know, come uh come next year. So yeah, it's yeah, nothing else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really hear everything you were saying because you were kind of breaking up. But yeah, you know, I got the gist of what you were saying, man. Uh, uh, it was just a, a horrible game because they had the lead. It looked promising, you know, highlighted by uh, Braxton Berrios's, um, you know, um, you know, impressive play on, uh, on getting that touchdown. Um, but um, yeah, it's just. Yeah, what can what, what can you say? What can you say that hasn't been said about this this Jets team this year? And you know, I mean, you know, it's just another losing season. Whether it's you know it's Salah this year or Gase the past couple of years, it's just you know. What can you? I mean, what can you say? And then now there's rumors that you know Jets might secretly move their team to London. You know, after winning the rights of having, you know, London as their second home, 
you know, Woody Johnson, uh, you know, he was the ambassador under the, the Trump administration uh, to London. So some people are thinking this might be his way of possibly moving the Jets to London and then, you know, basically potentially maybe the they might change the name of the Jets and then have another expansion team in New York and then basically give the Jets, the you know, the rights to the new team, you know. I mean, which I think would be messed up. The only good thing about that scenario would be that Woody Johnson wouldn't be owning the team, but, you know, I'm, I'm never in favor of, a, a you know, an established team moving moving away from their fan base, you know, especially a team that won a title for that team, you know. But it's been done before with the Cleveland Browns and, you know, the, the Colts, you know. I mean, there's a bunch of other teams where where it's happened. Well, I I heard. By the way, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I hear you perfectly. I I hear you perfectly now. Okay. So, uh, just to comment on the Jets in London, uh, I hear that they plan on playing more games in London, not moving there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I know. That's what I heard too. But that was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. No, I don't think. I mean, the Jets would be crazy if they actually moved the team to London. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'd be that'd be the dumbest thing ever. It would be like New York to play in another country. I mean, come on. The uh, the, the report rumor is that they wanna they they wanna make London like a second home. I guess. Yeah. And they wanna play more games. Well, that's official. Yeah. It would be dumb. It would be dumb if they did that. Very dumb. Even an idea. So, just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. They, they, you know, he, they're basically going to be their second home. Uh, they made it a Woody Johnson, you know, and the Jets made it official. But, you know, there there are some people who are saying maybe this is a ploy for them to secretly move the team down there. But, you know, I guess we'll we'll believe it when we see it. But, yeah, internet people, they're, they're uh, weird. I mean, why, why, would, why would any New York team do that move to another country? I mean, you're either that bad, you want to move out of country, then that's then, then do it then. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it would be dumb. It would be extremely dumb. Um, but yeah, um, shifting gears um, to the to the to your Giants, man. Um, you know, another ugly loss uh, by Big Blue. You know, the only highlight that they had this year is um, inducting Michael Strahan and you know, sending him in space, you know, you know, the, the, this offense looks like they they have their head in the clouds. Yeah. It's, uh, it's with another bad loss at home to the Cowboys. Um, a lot of turnovers today, like Glennon, when he started, like some bad mm-hmm. people still out with concussion. Uh, not concussion, but uh, neck injury. And Glennon is turning Offense didn't really do much as they've uh, not been able to do over the last several games or so. Um, Running game couldn't get going much. Barkley had an okay game, but Barkley, I I feel like ever since his uh, leg injury, he hasn't been the same player. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't been that same dynamic player that we drafted. 
I don't know what's going on with him, and we're not we're not fungible like we should. With all this talent around us, Galladay and Ingram and Squayton, and I know Shepard's injured, but still, and this offense should be much better than they than, than they're than the way they're playing right now. Offense has not been good, and the defense is uh, up and down too. But uh, yeah, it's, Cowboys are just better today. They're leading the NFC East. Oh, she wrote. Yeah, man, you, I mean, what else can you say, man? Like, they lost, you know, 21-6, to 6, Um, you know, highlighted by, um, you know, Glennon throwing uh, three interceptions and only, you know, uh, threw for 99 yards before he got replaced by um, Foam. I mean, it's just a horrible game, man. The only time you see... Saquon Barkley doing something is when he's like in a Grubhub commercial or or another commercial, man. Like that's the only time you can really see him, man. It's like, you know, the, this team, man, they just, the state, and, and then Joe Judge, you know, lying to the fans not too long ago saying that, you know, what he tells the fan, what he tells the fans is one thing and what he tells the the players and, you know, behind closers is another thing, you know. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, you would expect them to be more transparent, but, you know, he doesn't feel his job is is in jeopardy, despite the record. Yeah, New York football this year has been all that void. You're absolutely right. And then Daniel Jones, he most likely is not going to play the rest of the year, too. Like, it's just, it's just a horrible state. I mean, it's... The, the the Giants and the Jets the Giants and the Jets are playing like the Knicks right now. So it's like there's I mean, there's 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 like no hope right now. But uh shifting gears back into baseball before we head to another break. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about this, um the you know, these past couple of weeks. Uh but congratulations to the new class of the two thousand and twenty two Hall of Fame. Um, you know, you, you have Gil Hodges, you know, the former Dodger, great, and, you know, briefly a former Met player. And, of course, you know, he led the, the Mets, uh, the Miracle Mets of 69 to 100 wins and winning winning uh, their first ever championship in 1969. Funny thing is, I don't know if you heard about this, Mac, but Going back to Casey Stengel, Stengel made a, a a bold prediction in the early 60s. He said that the Mets would finally win their World Series um, when man when the men finally walk on the moon. He he must have said it jokingly, but sure enough, in 1969, that's exactly what happened. So, Gil Hodge, you know, and of course, Casey Stengel was Gil Hodge's. Um, uh, former manager because Gil Hodges not only managed the Mets to their first championship in 69, he was also an original Met. He he played with the, he was the Mets first baseman in, in uh, what, 1962 and hit the first home run in Mets history. So, um, you know, now he's making, getting his rightful place in Cooperstown. You know, he's, he was a ph- phenomenal Dodger. 
won a, won the title with the Dodgers in uh, 50, 55, of course. And, uh, you know, they, he was one of the, the you know, um, huge supporters, supporter of Jackie Robinson, which, it, which isn't really well documented as, you know, he, his, as Jackie Robinson's relationship with uh, P.E. Reese. But Gil Hodges and his wife was a huge supporter of Rachel and Jackie uh, during their, you know, Brooklyn Dodgers days. Um, but congratulations to him, Jim Cott, you know, great pitcher, uh, you know, of course, got the Yankee ties as well. And then, of course, he, he was also an analyst as well for you guys. Uh, Minnie Minoso, um, uh, he, he was like the, the first black um, um, uh, White Sox and, uh, you know, a pioneer. You know, yeah. Afro Latino Latino player, and then of course you got another one, Antonio Oliva. So, you know, congrats to him, them, and then of course uh, they they were voting by the the Golden Days era, and then afterwards uh, the early baseball era inducted two major um, black players, Bud Fowler, who I think uh, if my memory serves me right, he might be the first. Um, official black player in in the baseball in the 1800s before um you know of course the color barrier stopped uh black players from playing since like that with the 1880s or something and then of course buck o'neill you know a, a great baseball ambassador um you know negro league player um a coach i think for the chicago cubs early on just a huge baseball ambassador like um, there was a time, I think it was 2006, they inducted like 16 Negro League players all at once, but he he didn't get the call. And instead of, you know, just burying his head in the sand and feeling down about his luck, about him not being one of the 16, he actually showed up to Cooperstown and did a, a you know, did a speech to honor those men who were inducted. And it, and it made him ha- sincerely proud to see all those his, his contemporaries and and predecessors getting the um getting the much deserved um time even though they unfortunately a lot of them if not all of them were were passed away at that time um you know that they the ones that they inducted and then shortly after that he passed away so you know it's good that he's finally getting his his time um you know his his time his his much respect uh, you know his his much um you know do i can't even think of the words of what i'm trying to say but you know he's getting his 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 long awaited respect yeah. essentially is what i'm trying to say so congrats to him um congrats. yeah the the induction's going to be uh july 24th so you know definitely it'll be a great day for for baseball and sports all together so Something to circle on your calendar um, uh, in July, and I think they're also gonna um, see, you know, who might also be inducted uh, into the baseball. I think they might have maybe more, maybe because this is like the 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 um, like the veterans committee version of it. So it looks like there is gonna be the the BBWA results on January twenty five. It's usually early July. I mean, early G- January, but I guess since the lockout, they're 
they pushed it back. So yeah, we'll 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 keep you posted on that. But with that said, um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take another break. So again, thank you for uh sticking around with us. The holiday season. Um we'll be right back. And I hope you guys are are having a a wonderful Christmas time. So we'll be right back. Peace.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports of a Legend with William Ramo and Macaulay Matthew. Of course, that was simply having a wonderful Christmas time with Paul McCartney. And, um, yeah, I guess we will uh, get into WWE and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll give our um, our thoughts on the our, our thoughts on the um, Spider-Man movie, the, the latest one. So stick around with that, folks. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about what happened in WWE recently. And um, yeah, the big the biggest thing that happened in WWE is that on Raw, Bobby Lashley made it official. He 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 fought the gauntlet matches. Um, he beat Kevin Owens. He beat Seth Rollins, and then of course he beat Biggie um, with help with you know help from MVP um, when MVP attacked uh, Big E, uh, you know from behind. Even though you know it was it, it was legal because they made the match uh, no disqualification because Kevin Owens in the Seth Rollins match purposely hit Seth Rollins to get the DQ for Seth Rollins to get the victory, which was which was essentially going to have uh, rather Bobby Lashley eliminated from, you know, having a chance to compete for the, um, for the day one matches coming up uh, on uh, New Year's day. But, um, you know, Adam Pierce uh, changed the decision and made the Seth, restarted the Seth Rollins match, Seth Rollins loss. And then afterwards the, the main event, which was um, Big E versus Lashley. And then, of course, that's when gave Lashley the assist so that uh, um, Lashley can punch his ticket into the day one triple threat match and turn into a fatal four-way. So that was literally, to me, literally the only highlight of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Would you agree with that? Uh, Yeah. Uh, What I can think of, yeah, I would say so. I'm trying to think of some other matches that happened. Um, didn't Kevin Owens fight uh, Bobby Lashley? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. That was, that oh, was the did? first okay. match. That was okay, the first okay. match. Then Seth Rollins um, lost that match, you know, started the match. Right. And then, of course... Big E lost the final match to now make it a fatal four way. And no problems. Yeah. yeah. And then of course on uh what was it, it was on SmackDown they had um uh what was it? Brock Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, um, you know, he popped up um after um uh, the big news is that Paul Heyman is no longer part of the bloodline. Roman Reigns finally kicked them out, or should I say, Superman punched them out of out of the bloodline. Mm, wow! So now, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman are aligned, and it looks like Paul Heyman is a babyface now. I guess and you can th- see it slowly, slowly, slowly happening in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, especially last week. Yeah. But that's good that they're back together now. Mhm. Yeah, it is. 
absolutely. And in a perfect world, I would love to see um, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, um, you know, he, you know, obviously he's aligned with, um, with, uh, I'm trying to think, with, with Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman. And then he's going to, either he's going to lose his cha- his championship opportunity. He's also, this is what I'm hoping. He loses his championship opportunity um, against Roman Reigns. And then, what's his name? Um, Big E loses the, the title to Bobby Lashley. And then Brock, Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. And then we get the dream match. And then you'd have Brock Lesnar finally versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. And then you'd have the war between, you know, on the mic between MVP and, and Paul Heyman. You know, I mean, that would be WWE history, uh, a dream match coming to life. Maybe the the only dream match that we could think of that WWE could possibly do that would actually wow people that we've never seen before. Because, uh, you know, as you know, WWE's having a bunch of budget cuts, so a lot of dream matches that you thought would have been possible involving, you know, um, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, Keith Lee or Karen Cross, you know, those are, those are out of the question now, you know, so there's very few dream matches that could possibly happen, you know, with the WWE. That would be buzzworthy. So, who's one of the guys you'd want to see come back? Uh, that was you mean, that was that was uh, released. I would say Bray Wyatt, but I don't know what's there's not. We haven't heard anything from him. From what I heard, is that he's doing movies, and um, he's not in a rush to come. He's not in a rush to sign anywhere, whether it's AEW or or um, back to WWE or Ring or um, what was I gonna say? or even Impact, but who knows? I mean, I think there was a show that was um, hinting. I think AEW was, was kind of hinting that maybe he might come, but, yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens. But, yeah, with that said, yeah, let's dive into the day one pay-per-view event that's that's going to be coming up in in uh, New Year's Day. So here here's the matches. You got Drew McIntyre versus... <sighs> Mad Max Moss. I don't think anybody cares about who's going to win that match, but Drew McIntyre will win that match. Yeah, I'm going with this Drew is Madcap's. Madcap's. This has to be Madcap Moss's first match. Because he's I just been. So. He's just been riding. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Baron Corbin's coattails. He hasn't. I, I don't remember seeing him in a tag team match or anything like that. So. But yeah, Drew McIntyre is going to win that 100%. Like, there's there's no way. I'm not even giving Mad Mad Cop Mad one not even one percent. Even if Brian Corbin interferes, he's still going to lose to Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm going with Mad Cat Moss. You going with Mad Cat Moss? I mean, I'm Drew, Drew McIntyre. I mean, so <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, what? Like you that's... Uh, Matt McIntyre. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, man. Really surprised but, me there. But then again, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Cop, I mean, this would be his first match, so I wouldn't be surprised if he had an upset win. Not against Drew McIntyre, though. Uh, Drew McIntyre yeah. is a, 
I mean, don't you think you'd want to put him over, kind of? Nah, I don't see it. He, uh, Drew McIntyre, he's he's a he's a he's a main event guy. He's not he's not a mid carder. So I can't see him lose. I can't see him losing to him. If Drew McIntyre was a heel and Madcap Moss was a, a baby face, and you could have had a one two three kid moment, possibly, but it just doesn't make sense right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the upcoming match, next match is Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Liv Morgan. This could, this you could, you could see a, a baby face winning this one, like Liv Morgan. But I think Becky Lynch is going to retain it. I think Liv might win it at WrestleMania if this feud continues. But I think Becky Lynch is going to hold on to it. Yeah, I think Becky Lynch is going to win. I mean, maybe a disqualification or something happens. Something's going to cause her to retain it. Mm-hmm. And what about Edge versus Miz? Uh, I think Edge will easily win this one, but then again, like you were saying, Edge could put over the Miz, you know, because Miz has, you know, he's put in the work, you know, he's been in the company, you know, he came from a reality star from real world and made himself into one of the longest running, um, you know, um, employees of WWE. I mean, no one, no one thought he was going to last this long in WWE, you know. But credit, you know, give him credit. Something, I mean, I really do. But you know, he's, you know, he made it work. He, you know, he stuck around. You know. Yeah, I could see the Miz winning it. I could see Miz winning it too, but I think I'm gonna pick Edge. I think I'm gonna pick Edge, and then maybe Miz might win another match if they if they continue this feud. But I definitely could see Miz winning this one because I think Edge would put him over. And then up next, you got the tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. You got the Usos um, renewing their rivalry with the New Day with, you know, and of course, King Woods. Um, hmm, this This one, what? Um, man, I'm I'm really on the fence with this one. Um, maybe Usos might retain it. Cause I was thinking Kofi and and, and Kofi and and King Woods would win it. But maybe maybe they maybe they'd retain it. I think maybe Usos will retain it. And plus, Usos just beat them, you know, in a non-title match. So I think Us I think the Usos, you know, they're due. Yeah, I could see the Usos winning this mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I I think if New Day wins it, it'll probably be at WrestleMania, but I don't think right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I I'm with you. That's that's my thinking as well. Uh, you, then you got Roman Reigns, uh, versus Brock Lesnar, and of of course this is for Reigns WWE Universal Championship, and this to me this is the the most marquee. WWE Universal Championship match I could think of. I mean, I know they fought each other a hundred times, but with Brock Lesnar being a, a baby face, you know, and he's 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 actually firing on all cylinders. Like Brock Lesnar, he's fun. He's he, he's showing a different side to him. Like this this is a this is the feud that we've been waiting for. 
for years. I mean, you, I mean, these guys have fought each other so many times at WrestleMania and other events. But Brock Lesnar is bringing a, another another dimension to his to his um to his ability. I mean, his mic skills is matching his um his entering ability. You know, so no no fans are complaining about him. You know, because fans for years have been saying they don't they, they want him to they don't want him to come back. And you know, you know he's always taking all these sabbaticals and all this stuff. But you know, he's breathing a new life as a babyface, uh, a trash talking babyface. You know, so um, yeah, this is. Um, I could see it going. I I could see it going either way, to be honest with you. Um, but I think I think Roman Reigns is going to. Roman Reigns is going to find a way to 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 beat him, even though all point, fans are pointing for Brock Lesnar to win it. I think Roman Reigns is gonna win, retain the title, and then, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Roman Reigns will 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 retain it. How about you, I'm gonna go Brock Lesnar winning the championship. I mm-hmm. think he's gonna get it. He's gonna get revenge on Roman Reigns and gonna find a way to defeat him, maybe even with the help of Paul Heyman. So I, I think maybe. Brock Lesnar's gonna win the championship. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. I mean, it'd be a big moment. It would be definitely a big moment. Also, they save it for WrestleMania, him winning the title back that way. But I could, I could definitely see Lesnar walking away with the title. And then, last but not least, you got Big E versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Um, I could see Big E retaining, but I think it makes more sense for Bobby Lashley to win this title right now. What about you? Uh, you know, right now I'm leaning towards Seth Rollins winning the championship right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I could see that, too. That's a, um, that's a good point. I mean, I would love for Lashley to win it, but I, right now I have a feeling that it's going to be around Seth Rollins' mm-hmm. wings by the end of the night. As long as I see the Lesnar versus Lashley match at WrestleMania, that's all I care about. So if Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley or Lesnar wins it, and they face the other one who's the champion, and that's the WrestleMania matchup, hey, I'm I'm for it. I'm all, I'm all for it. That's the match I want to see. So hopefully yeah, that happens. Let's see. Let's see if WWE has the guts to do this. But yeah, that's that's WWE in a nutshell. And um yeah, let's move over to AEW. Uh, AEW um they had their their um their event um Winter is coming and um yeah, they had some marquee matchups and um you know, prior to that um on what was it Rampage last last Friday? They had um they had Tad's son uh, Hook making his debut, and he 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 wowed the audience. They're still buzzing about his um his performance. But um yeah, let's 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 get into the Winter Is Coming event. Um, you you had um MJF defeat Dante Martin. Via submission, so that he could become a three-time AEW Dynamite uh, Diamond Ring Champion. 
So congrats to him. You had uh, Hakiro Shida defeat Serena Deeb um, in a singles match. Uh, then you had Wardlow defeating Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne, when he was in WWE in a singles match, a squash match to be to be exact. He defeated him in less than uh, two minutes. And then last but not least, you had Hangman Adam Page, uh, you know, fought, fought um, Brian Danielson into a, a, a time limit draw. They had like a Iron Man match, you know, the, the time expired. And uh, as a result, Hangman Adam Page retained the AEW World Championship. And the fans were chanting, one more minute. One more minute. They wanted. They wanted. The, they wanted an extension. They thought it was. It was Brett and Shawn Michaels. They were gonna, you know, extend the match. Sure. Return to a sudden death match, but no, that wasn't the case. So, yeah, that was a classic between those two guys. Um, but um, yeah. So that that's it in uh, in uh, what you wanna call it in um, you know, in the world of wrestling. But, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Uh, so, yeah, so moving on to the, to the, um, to the, um, Spider-Man pay-per-view. I mean, I should say, the Spider-Man, uh, um, movie. No, what was it called? No Way Home, I think it was. I'm not right. The one before this? No, no, no. No Way Home. This one, the one we just saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What what what's your thoughts on the 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 um the movie? It was a great Spider-Man movie. I mean, are we spoiling anything or no spoilers? Oh yes, yes. We're spoiling, but hold on. Okay, this is a spoiler, folks. So if you haven't seen this, the movie, highly recommend you. You know, you you um stop watching this, stop listening to this episode, and, and listen to the rest of this episode uh, after you you watch the the movie. Highly recommend you watch this movie. There's spoiler alerts coming in five, four, three, two, one. All right, here you go, Mac. The the reins is off. So I thought it was a great the Spider-Man out of the three the Spider-Man trilogy so far that we've had. Um, you had all three Spider-Mans from all you know different Spider-Man uh, actors that we've had: Tobey Maguire. Uh, Andrew Garfield, and now um, this new Spider-Man actor. What's his name? I'm forgetting a new actor's name. Uh, Tom uh, Holland. Tom Holland. You know, he had them all join forces to fight off all the Spider-Man villains from all uh, the three different Spider-Man uh, sets of Spider-Man movies. I mean, I thought that was fantastic, man. It's just seeing that on the screen. I I thought we'd never see something like that before. So just seeing that moment was probably the highlight of the film for me. But, um, you know, it was great throughout. You know, everything was great about it. Um, you know, the whole dynamic, um, the, the whole, you know, the uh, – I, I like the betrayal of a, the Green Goblin character, uh, you know, when Spider-Man got – he thought he gained the trust of these villains, specifically Green Goblin. They're trying to help them find a cure to get back home. You know, since uh, a lot of these villains came through the um, portal, mm-hmm. 
because of the uh, spell that uh, Doctor Strange, the, not that Doctor Strange, yeah, cast to help Spider-Man out. And you see the, the Green Goblin betray Spider-Man during the movie, and then, you know, the, everything just backfires, and that leads to Spider-Man having to fight off all these villains, but then he's, you know, then he's able to get help from these two other Spider-Mans from the different universes. So, you know, just that tag team of all these Spider-Mans, again, was the highlight for me. You know, again, I I never thought in a million years we'd ever see that on screen. But, um, yeah, man, it was great throughout. It, it was great throughout. The only thing is um, at the end there when they made, when uh, he had to make everyone forget who he was, you know, that, that just pretty much erased the first two Spider-Mans. Now Mary Jane doesn't know who he is. Uh, his friend doesn't know who he is. Uh, I thought that, that that was the, that was the one negative of the move for me mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. to, you know, just forget who he was. And now you're going to going forward in these new Spider-Man movies, you're going to see the, the, you know, the Spider-Man that we know and love from the comic books and the cartoon, you know, he's going to be in college and he's going to be pretty much a uh, solo now, you know, he won't have help from his, uh, from his friends. Like you said in the, these previous two movies, so yeah, man, I give it a I give it a straight nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was about to say a ten, but but because of that negative uh, that I mentioned, a nine and a half rating for me for Spider-Man. Man, uh, I'm with you, man, because I love everything about that movie. I was on it was a joyride, you know. It was just that one little part of of him erasing their memories. That's just the that's the part that I can't get over, and you know. You know, I was trying to be, I was trying not to be impartial and like give it the full 10 because it was a great movie all, all through. And, you know, just because I didn't like that ending, I, you know, should I penalize it? But yeah, I have to, you know, because how I grade is differently. You know, I grade stuff that zero to 10 is what can the movie do that it could do to make it a 10 or what, what, what diminishes it from, from it being a 10. And to me, that's the glaring weakness, the glaring weakness of the film. I understand what they're doing. They, they're they basically trying to reboot it, essentially, you know, making him go solo. But, I mean, the, the chemistry, you know, between him and, and um, you know, MJ on and off the screen, you know, you could, you could see it, you know. And... Um, yeah, I was watching videos. Basically, a lot of the lines that Tom Holland does is improv, you know, in 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 a, in a lot of these MCU movies. So, um, even with um, Zendaya's character MJ, you know, it you you could see it, and in their relationship with with Ned, I mean, it, it was just it was just a phenomenal movie. It was funny, you know, action packed. You know, it was just hilarious about you know his identity. Everybody knowing who he was. And the dynamic of that, and you know him battling Doctor Strange <laughs> and defeating him in his own world, like yeah. it was just a, it was just a beautifully done film, you know, you know that and the Ghostbuster films like, like re, re-energized my 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 passion for for these movies from now for uh, you know, nowadays one because um, it's like, you know a lot of these movies are not 
made for the fans. It's, it's just, you know, they just want to do what they want to do. And, you know, you just, you just got to deal with whatever movie, uh, whatever the director wants to do, you know, but yeah, I really love the film. I mean, uh, like I said, the only negative thing I could say is, um, you know, obviously they erased the memory. I mean, I didn't like that. Um, spoiler alert, they died, but, you know, I understood it had to um, carry the, the plot along, you know. And another thing I didn't like that that made me PO'd was that they faked us out because when, when the, uh, green, the Green Lantern, I mean Green Arrow, no, I mean Green Goblin, whatever, I'm going through all these, green Goblin, these superhero yeah. villains and heroes of DC and Marvel. Yeah, when Green Goblin collided with her, my first instinct was like, oh, he hit her. He, you know, he collided, he stabbed her, and she's she's dead. But they they like faked it. They faked it out because she initially didn't know she was, you know, struck. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it was just it was just really messed up because my whole instinct was like, okay, she she got struck, she's di- she's dying. But then they she didn't know, so it was like, it was like she, you know, she didn't know, but. You know, I was like the directors were messing with us, giving a false sense of security. So then, when the same thing happened to, to you know to, to Spider-Man, and of course, like you mentioned, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, I was like, oh man, he's the. And before it even happened, before Green Goblin got his revenge against his old rival, um, I was like, oh man, it's gonna. I just sensed it happen. Just the camera angle of of Tobey Maguire just facing the other Spider-Man. You know, it it just made it for a perfect opportunity, it, which reminded me of Han Solo when 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 Kylo Ren stabbed him, because his guard was 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 wasn't um you know he he wasn't on guard, and it happened. The camera angle was like close up, and you know you just see the person's reaction, and you don't see what the bad guy is doing from behind, and it just made up, you know, it just reminded me of that. But yeah, yeah. the highlight of the movie was. Seeing the the three um, Spider Man, you know, meeting each other, you know, um, talking to each other, talking about their stories, and and you know, yeah, it was just a it was just a love story for the uh, for the fans. Was, you know, I know uh, nowadays fan service, quote unquote, fan service is a negative thing, but to me, it's it's not. I mean, you know, you gotta give the customers what they want. You know. If, you know, as long as it makes sense, it's cannot, you know, it makes sense and, you know, you you pay respect to the past and you, you, you create innovative stuff, the fans are going to keep coming. And with that, I think they made like over $250 million in the box office and that is just going to keep on coming because the movie was well made, you know. It was for the fans and that's that's what's going to happen. And then, you know, now it looks like it's leading up a potential Venom, um, see, uh, you know, you know, um, crossover that we all expect to happen, and um, also Doctor Strange is going to team up with with Wanda, you know, so that you know the Scarlet Witch, so that you know we're, we're definitely going to look forward to what's going to happen. Anything you'd like to say before we head out, Matt? All right, everyone, just uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas and just stay safe and healthy. Thanks, Mac. Uh, we'll be back uh, January eighth. You know, taking a holiday break. We'll be back January eighth, 
And, uh, you know, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and um, Feliz Navidad, and a Happy New Year. We'll, we'll see you in January 8th, and we'll play you some, you know, music uh, as we, we head out. So, yeah, the, these music, you know, will be um, John Lennon's, uh, you know, um, you know, so this is Christmas song. And um, and then, of course, the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. So he's a Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramon. I'll see you guys next year. So peace. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And you won't just be gone.
Cut a 